Welcome to 39-Minute Conversations. Please wait for your host to begin this meeting. Your meeting is now being recorded. Hey, can you hear me? Are you there? Yeah, I can hear you. I'm here. Can you see me? Oh, no, my video's off. Yeah, no, not yet. There you are. Yeah. Hey. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Thanks. Well, good. I, I feel like I have this, like, and I, I don't know if it's just a podcast, right? So no one can see this halo of light I have behind my head. I mean, I might put some, like, clips online on socials just to like uh is that okay do I have your consent to yeah definitely especially when I look like an angel with this oh you have a perfect halo right now (laughs) before we get started I do this is a you know 39 minute conversation this all takes place in one zoom meeting so the first thing I have to do is get through an ad read so if you could just sit tight for one for one second great perfect thank you so much okay this week's presenting sponsor of 39 minute conversations is Peloton Peloton, please send me a Peloton. It's been a really hard year in a lot of ways. And let me tell you, my body reflects that. My diet and fitness journey has really taken a hit this year. And I want to get back in shape. I'm going to a wedding in December. I'm starting to kind of carefully date again. And I don't love the way I look and feel. So Peloton, I have seen what you've done for others. And I want you to do the same for me. Now, I can't afford a Peloton. And I know you're not technically a sponsor of this podcast yet but you could be. And all you'd have to do is send me a free Peloton bike. I know you got extras lying around and I'm giving you free ad space right now. So just, just send me a bike. Okay. Peloton. Come on, help me out. And then we pause for a second and then hello, I'm Brian T. Arnold. Welcome to 39 minute conversations, a podcast about reconnecting with old friends and making new ones. We've only got 39 minutes to do it because I'm not paying for zoom pro. My guest today is Nikki Tagilas, a writer, comedian, and actress. She has written for several Nickelodeon animated series, including Casa Grandes and the upcoming Dora the Explorer reboot. She also wrote and produced a wonderful short film called Admitted, a dark comedy about a patient at a mental health facility facing her demons and finding community where she least expects it. Nikki, hi. Hi. I saw your face. Did I say your last name wrong? (laughs) Yeah, but it's okay. Everyone does. No, it's, it's not okay. This is something, okay, how, please, say, please say it correctly for me. No, it's tagulous. It rhymes tagulous. with fabulous. Yeah. Okay, great. Um, but it looks like, it looks like tequilas, like the word tequila. And so yeah. people say it tequila, which it was totally fine. It's not, it's not. Thank you for trying to, for excusing it. It's not fine. Oh, okay. uh, well. This is, I, I realized something like we have known each other for six, <laughs> seven years right? Yeah. We have written on stuff together. We have acted and stuff together. You're one of my closest friends. We went to church together. Yeah. Uh, we've been there for each other in some very hard times. But as I was like prepping for this episode, I realized that I don't think I've ever said your last name out loud <laughs> yeah. in, in the entire time that we've known each other. Honestly, I think most people don't. And a lot of that is because I've had like 4,000 last names. That's You have so. had a few last names. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, uh, tagulous or thagulous, if you're saying it with uh, Latino, Latinx, whatever mm-hmm. it's, you know, if you're saying it with that accent, then it's thagulous. But yeah, tagulous uh, is is my dad's last name. So right. that's that's what I go by. I uh, I'll be honest, I practiced it and did not do a good <laughs> job. 
uh, still failed. And uh, you know what? This is something that I've, I've learned and now I will never mispronounce it again, probably because I'll never try to say it again. Yeah, you, you don't have to. You, you <laughs> call me by my first name, so. Oh, this, the episode isn't out yet for us, but uh, last week in the last pod that will be out before this one airs, I had Gilbert on, our mutual friend Gilbert. Oh, yeah. And we talked a lot about my genuine phobia of saying people's names wrong and or not knowing <laughs> them. So this immediately, this episode begins with that fear just coming back to life and becoming real. <laughs> That's so funny. And it, it's funny with Gilbert too, because we've had, he and I have had the conversation, is it Galan or Gallon? And so people say Gallon, but he said technically it's pronounced Galon. Did he say that or? I think I introduced him as Gilbert Galan. So I think I split the difference. I think yeah. I, I think I, I don't think I did it either way that he's, but he didn't correct me. Um, I'm glad that, I'm glad that I saw it on your face that I was wrong so that I could, so that we could correct it on the record. <laughs> Oh, I was, and I, after I did it too, I was like, my face distorted. Why are you making a distorted face? <laughs> He's going to feel terrible. I do yeah. feel terrible, but I also, I, I appreciate that your understanding and your, and your grace in this moment, because this is one of my greatest fears coming to life. Oh no. For oh. an audience of thousands. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Oh. Thank you for agreeing that it's thousands. It, it, yeah. And of course, I was gonna it say is. several thousands into the millions, oh, wow. trillions. By the by, the time this episode airs, it's very possible. Yeah, that's true. You never know. You never never can tell. <laughs> um, it has been a while since I've seen you. Yeah, I think um, the last time we saw each other was my birthday party mm-hmm. two years ago. Two years ago, I would. That was was no. Was it two years? Like a year and a half. Twenty twenty one. Yeah, and it's still 2022, so technically, so it's like a year and a half, I think. Year and a half. Because yeah. um, you are one of the few people that I've gone to something for, uh, and it was in that brief window after vaccines, before new variants, where I was like, "Oh, everything's great! Like this yeah. is this is the beginning." And I'm stepping out, and I'm going to a party with my fr- with my friend's birthday. This is going to be the best. Um, and it was, it was very fun, but I didn't know that was going to be like a last hurrah for me for a while. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I tried to make it as safe as possible and comfortable as possible. You did. People. Like having it outside, mm-hmm. everyone I invited, I think I kept it to 15 people and everyone who was there was vaccinated. And I know mm-hmm. that was important for a lot of my friends. So I made sure, you know, it was, it was definitely appreciated. It was definitely on, on my end. I was that was the first, yeah, like I said, like one of the first times I'd stepped out. So like knowing it was like, oh, we're being as cautious as we can was very important um, to me. So I appreciate that. Um, but but so, you're going to a wedding? I'm going to a wedding in December and I'm very nervous in about person? it. I know, I know. I'm, I'm, it's a destination wedding, so I have to fly to it. Oh my um, God. I'm terrified. I'm going to get the sure. new booster first, uh, but I... It's a good friend of mine and I don't, I'm nervous, but I'll, I'm going to, I'm going to do my best. Yeah, that makes sense. But speaking of, thank you. Speaking of, you are somebody, you have, you highlight for me how little that I have done in these two and a half plus years, because I, while I have been trapped in my house, pretty much, (laughs) you have met someone, fell in love got engaged and got married yeah in the time that I have not left my apartment (laughs) I was yeah I have it's and that's a funny story too because we like somehow followed each other on social media in 2016 okay we have no clue how 
And like, I'll look at old pictures. Like when I miss my old dog, I'll look at old pictures of my dog's hashtag. And I see like 2016, my now husband has liked that photo and said something like, oh, she's so cute. And I'm like, <laughs> how, like, how did this happen? I don't remember any DMs or mm -hmm. like anything. He's in the restaurant world and I was at the time. And so I thought maybe I followed him after like eating some of his desserts. Mm -hmm. And he was um, dating someone at the time who was in comedy and we're like, maybe he saw me in a show and followed me then, but we still don't have a clue. So. Can I, can I posit a theory? Yeah. Do you think maybe that he followed you and made the decision in 2016 that one day I'm going to marry this girl. I just need to <laughs> learn everything I can learn about her. Like he stalked his way into you loving him. It's funny because we do say one of us is a stalker and one of us is a lurker. And but so, do we know, but which is, which is which? Well, we, I think you've just established that he's the stalker. Yeah, so you lurk. Um, yeah, I'm a lurker. <laughs> and I think, well, a lot of his like social media is kind of, it's like sparse. And so maybe I was lurking because he wasn't posting very much. Mm. So, so you were, you were, for that post. so you were just on his page too. So you were, you were kind of stalking each other. Just like, <laughs> when is the, when are we both going to be free? Cause this is destiny at some point in the future. Yeah. And I went to Texas. So I went to Texas to spend time during COVID with my dad and family. So I was there from October to December. And I had messaged him previously because he was working as the executive pastry chef at one of my favorite restaurants, I'll plug them, called the Raymond in Pasadena. And his mm -hmm. name is also Raymond. Oh. Um, so Raymond at the Raymond. He no longer works there, but still a great restaurant. Did they change their name when he left? <laughs> yeah. It's like the restaurant formerly known as Raymond. There you go. <laughs> but um I saw that he was working there and I was like, oh my gosh, this is one of my favorite restaurants. And he was like, oh, you should come visit me sometime. And then I like up and moved to Texas or Dallas for three months. But he was like, oh, are you in Texas now? You never came in. And I was like, oh, I'm planning on moving back at some point, but I wanted to use this COVID time to spend time with family. Mm -hmm. And so we just started talking and like, like texting a lot. And that turned to like phone conversations and just really getting to know each other as people. And I came back in January and it was like immediate, like we had developed this strong, like friendship and it was, it was great. And meeting him in person, I was like, I have a big honking crush on this guy. So it was really nice. That sounds nice. And then we got married like five months later. <laughs> <laughs> when well. you, I, I feel like it's, yeah, when you know, you know, so, yeah. so how, how do I know when I, when I meet, when I meet her, how am I going to know? I feel like, I feel like we're older now. And we, we, that is how time works. We are older yeah, than we were. Yes, yeah. we are older. And now we're a second older than we were just a second. Oh my ago. God. It keeps happening. And wiser. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like you go through what you know, you don't want, mm -hmm. you know? And I think as you're older, you don't let red flags fly anymore. Mm -hmm. And you're just like, can I deal with this? Can I not deal with this? I foresee this person breathing as being an issue, you know, three months down the road. I'm just going to say thank you. I had fun, but this is yeah. it. And I think that that's like something when you're younger, you're just like, uh, this person's not right for me, but they're fun and we're having a good time. And like, I don't want to spend the rest of my life with them, but yeah, it's fun for now. Mm -hmm. you know and when you're older I feel like it's more like hey are we doing this okay cool yeah <laughs> <laughs> I think you'll know it's like 
there's it's true like the sparks or whatever and like their interests are your interests and your differences are also interests and like they're supportive and patient and funny and I think funny is a, probably an important thing for you. Probably, yeah. I do I, a lot of bits. I so. do too. I do. I do so many bits. It's <laughs> yeah. uh, it's a problem. It's a genuine. It's a genuine problem. I've had a lot of you know. I don't know when you're being serious when you're not. I'm like I. I'm not always sure either. <laughs> it's funny because I. I feel like with people in the comedy world, like it's naturally. I just feel like we're naturally not serious. Mm-hmm. And then when things are serious, we make it clear we're serious, mm-hmm. you know, unless, unless some of us are still in that mindset where it's like, oh, this is serious. I got a joke about it. I don't know how to handle it. <laughs> I, I think I go both. I think I go both ways a little bit because I do, I do think I can be serious and I'm serious all the time. I try to be, uh, but I also, I like to break tension when I, when I need to, um, like, uh, this is just the first recent example that comes to my head. I went, my dad had um, heart surgery earlier this year mm-hmm. and I went to South Carolina to spend some time with him. And, and the first time that he was like after surgery, he had just gotten home and was like making like slow steps down the hallway with the walker. I like followed behind him playing the Rocky theme. <laughs> and just like you know, just like dancer <laughs> like I think I think I think a little bit of both is important yeah, but I think sure. I think especially when we're younger in comedy what's still immature you know maybe we're gonna try to make too many moments uh yeah. jokes but I think I also kind of can be dry so like yeah. when I say something a little sarcastic people sometimes have trouble reading if that is who I what I really mean right now or if I'm just being an asshole which sometimes I just am well I can tell you from our friendship I've I felt like it's always been clear to me thank you okay yeah so I think that if you're thinking as far as a partner goes maybe people Mm -hmm. that are having trouble like differentiating yeah yeah it's maybe that's that's a moment where you're like no I don't know about that like yeah you know, I don't, um, I don't want to say pass those people off, but like, there is someone out there that will be like, I mean, there's one sitting right here that's like, no, I get it when Brian's serious and when he's not. And like, <laughs> yeah, but you're already that. married. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like that, it, like, I, I would appreciate, I would love to hear the Rocky theme if I'm having trouble, you know, <laughs> like struggling with walking. That's like a motivator right there. That reminds me of um, Steel Magnolias where they're like, um, a tale of two kidneys remember the family was talking and they were saying movies and i think sally fields had had a, had too much or something she was like this is not funny and julia roberts was making jokes and i don't and, think i've seen steel magnolias <gasps> i know what? i know You're there's from the south i know i yeah it's, I, it's a staple it is and i it's one of the movies that i have i have blind spots like everybody else uh yeah. that is definitely one of mine i do need to see it um when i was taking out one of my last scripts like i had a couple of producers be like oh yeah it has some steel magnolias vibes and i'm like i sure yeah i want to read that um have i read it <laughs> you might have i don't know oh, we'll okay. talk we'll, we'll talk off mic about that, yeah. <laughs> about that. <laughs> um but yeah that one's a good one i feel like but and I saw it when I was so young and it's a stage play too but I saw the movie Mm -hmm. I was like oh man funny moments like little things like yeah I don't think I I think every tragic time every hard time 
there's still something to laugh about. And I think it's important to be able to do that. Um, It's like, yeah, I don't think I haven't been to many funerals where something wasn't funny. You know what I mean? So like, it's just kind of, it's, that's what life is. It's, it is both things all the time and anything, any piece of art or piece of writing that doesn't embrace both of it. Like if it's just dour without uh, any kind of levity, or if it's just, just funny without any kind of like pathos, it just doesn't, it doesn't work because life is yeah. about that balance, I think. Definitely. And I see people like, especially with social media now, everyone's like, and TikTok and people are having like negative experiences or like hard times and people will dance or like do certain things. And in the comments, people are like, how are you dancing when this is happening? Or how are you doing this? Mm-hmm. And like, you'll have those people that are like saying these things it's like, how do we process grief? Like everyone's processing it differently and like Mm -hmm. humor for some physical movement for others. And like you said, like having all of it is, is the way that a lot of people go. Yeah, I think so. And this is a little earlier than I was planning on getting into it, but I think this is a good transition for it. Um, That's, I mean, you, you did that with admitted, like admitted is, you took a very dark thing a very uh sad could be tragic thing and you found the humor of it and you found the heart of it and you played both sides well I would I would love to talk a little bit about where about what admitted is where it came from um anything that you want to share about about that yeah thanks um I'm glad to hear you say that both were present um because that was definitely something that I wanted when I wrote I feel like mental health in general is such a taboo subject and still I know more people are opening up about it but it's still I think people want to talk about mental health but people don't want to talk about mental illness Mm -hmm. and so we're like oh self-care is great and I'm taking this time I'm taking a mental health day I'm doing this to take care of myself but then when we talk about like the intricacies of mental illness no one wants to hear it and especially this character um she's coming off her second suicide attempt and she's admitting herself into a hospital because she realizes like hey I'm not you know I'm still here so Mm -hmm. I need I need help and um she's taken it upon herself to do that which is kind of a stretch like if you are suicidal they're going to put you into a health center Mm -hmm. like regardless if you want to or not but I think she like kind of escapes <laughs> the ER and then goes herself. So I think it's a power move on her of like, no, I'm making this choice. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Taking me in. I'm taking me in. Um, but I think uh, just like, I think I'm bipolar and there's mm-hmm. a lot of like stigma surrounding that uh, diagnosis and um like suicide in general and I don't know I wanted to take a a minute and try and show it from the person's perspective because Mm -hmm. I think we hear a lot of outsiders and people will say like oh that's so selfish and like why would you do that and to take a minute for her and have this like she's still got the over it attitude you Mm -hmm. know she's like still here she like realizes she still has to be here and she's like well now I have to deal with myself And then she's in a facility where, um, and I worked in like, uh, I've worked in hospitals and different Mm -hmm. things and, um, it's a job, you know, like you're, (laughs) you're dealing with something very heavy, but like, you're still going to work every day and like, you're having bad days and like this stuff is every day for you. 
So a lot of the characters are pretty apathetic and like, you know, there's a moment where she faints and the receptionist was like, yeah, we got a, we got a fainter down on reception. (laughs) And And the guy's like, I'll be up in five. And he's like, thanks, Donnie. You know, it's like, (laughs) it's just like every day for these guys. So yeah, yeah. I I felt that too. And like my dad was having his surgery and all that stuff was like, I was, you know, we were in the middle of like some of the hardest days of our, of our lives as a family. But at the same time, it was like, everybody else was like, oh yeah, this is just what they, this is, there's like eight other people in cardiac care unit right now. And there's, yeah, yeah, this is just what they do every day. And it's, it's gotta be hard for, you know, these healthcare workers to deal with that all the time. But it's also like, you have to have some degree of separation to, to be able to do that every day. So, um, but I think, you know, having those characters kind of having your main character be in this place of, you know, depression and desperation and wanting to get help, that juxtaposition of putting her with people who are kind of just like, yeah, I'll help you. That's my job. I'm here. Yeah. Uh, I think that was like a perfect juxtaposition. Oh, thanks. Yeah. And I, I think, um, oh my gosh, she said something that made me think of something. Um, I see a lot of great. Oh yeah. The, like, uh, the desperation and like wanting to get help. Like she's, there to get help and I I also tried to show like a little fracture a little fracture oh my gosh (laughs) the very fractured healthcare system Mm -hmm. uh for mental health and like just trying to get that like I'm at times you know in mental health facilities you will be held for they call it a 50 50 you're held for seven to ten days and some people don't see a doctor for like two to three days so they're Mm. just there And some of these people have come in and they're off their medication and like they need medication, but they can't bring in their old medication. So they need like a doctor to see it. So they're like becoming slowly unraveling and like, um, it's just, it's a shame. Like, it's really sad to see. And Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, then she has a moment too, where she's like, I, I'm in a, a facility with like mentally unwell people and I can't see a doctor <laughs> like yeah. it's ridiculous and you know goes on her uh like rally moment um but that's how it is you know yeah it's a it's an absolutely broken system that is I it's and it's not getting any better and it's no. like yeah mental health care is something that we as a country just aren't doing nearly a good enough job with and yeah, yeah that's another it's another great thing that your that your movie shows that's a, a reality yeah. um if people want to watch admitted um it's on it's up on vimeo there is uh i'll put the link in the show notes but also like it's on your instagram what, do you want to plug your instagram real quick of where they can <laughs> yeah. they can click the link in your bio of course i'm at nikki nikki tm and nikki is spelled with a double k so it's n-i-k-k-i n-i-k-k-i t-m well, there you go. So yeah. watch Admitted. It is out now. It is, I recommend it very highly. Thanks. And I will say too, um, as I, I had some people who have dealt with suicide in their family and mm-hmm. were really worried, really, really worried about like the trigger factor and trigger sure, sure. And how they would feel. And those people have said like, this was nothing like I expected. Like it doesn't mm-hmm. show the intricacies of the the act itself Mm -hmm. um or those moments it shows post um post attempt and how she's managing her new her new life uh Mm -hmm. following that so 
I want to put that out there if people are like a little nervous it makes sense but um it's been well received by both both sides of those communities good I'm glad yeah I thank you for saying that like I that's something I wouldn't have even thought to to bring up so that was really I'm glad you did that (laughs) I want to move to this this is you know a heavy topic yeah and you write about a heavy and you wrote about a heavy thing and still made and made it funny but you also write for Nickelodeon I did And that's just, I, I, what's it like writing uh, kids content versus writing, you know, this much more adult stuff? Because I have a niece and nephews who have asked me like, oh, yeah, Uncle Brian, when are you going to write something that we can watch? And I'm like, yeah. I, I don't know. When you're 17, I, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what else to say, but you um, have, you have walked both worlds. What is that like? What, how does that feel different? Yeah, I guess um, I nannied for such a long time. And so being around kids and like being playful and just the, you know, like silly brain that I've always had. I like watched Nickelodeon growing up and watched Mm -hmm. a lot of cartoons. I wasn't part of the world now. I think it's a little different when people don't want to let their kids watch TV anymore. And um, (laughs) that's all I want my kids doing. Just don't talk. Don't talk to daddy. Just (laughs) it's like daddy needs a minute um but I tell people too I'm like you know I watched cartoons growing up and now I write for them yeah so like you never know what what you're teaching your kids by allowing them to like be creative or like absorb creativity um but I really love it like just getting to make silly jokes like be silly and like anything is possible because it's animated so you can have Mm -hmm. like thought bubbles or you know like like a rocket ship or you know some random thing come in and it's like nothing's on off the table which is really fun that's super fun when how did you for writers who are listening uh mm-hmm. which maybe there are some um, <laughs> how did you how did you get started at Nickelodeon like how did that how did that happen that's a funny story actually we talked about church earlier um I was in a church like study program not study program but it was like a an indoctrination yeah uh, yeah they put you in a room with a bunch of people and they played a video about how this is you were in a cult you were in a yeah I was in a cult (laughs) it was a mini cult because there were only like eight of us oh okay great Um, yeah hard to do damage that way (laughs) we were doing like a, a side study and um there was a a guy in there who um, had gone through like some similar things that I had in life. And that, that came out through conversation in the um, class or group. And he was like, oh, you're a writer. And I was like, yeah. And he's like, well, what do you write? And I was like, well, I have a writing partner. And um, we just submitted, she met someone and we submitted a script to Disney. I was like, so we have like an animation script. We two have two half hour pilots. And he's like, oh, I actually work in animation. Um, I'd love to read your script. And I was like, okay, great. So I sent it to him and then come to find out he like created the loud house, (laughs) uh, which is like the second best performing show on Nickelodeon next to SpongeBob. And he was like, this is great. I love it. I'm going to send it to the head of animation at Nickelodeon. And they read it and loved it and brought us in for a meeting. So it's like completely unconventional um it's so crazy how that can happen like yeah. it's just that's something that I don't think a lot of people realize and something that's kind of gone away a little bit coming back now is just the the fucking random happenstance of, the, of this industry sometimes yeah. um yeah one of my one of my good friends in writing uh in my in my writer's group I met doing 
a bad, a really bad background acting job. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's just like, you never, you never know where like, another guy in my writing group, I also met at church. So it's just this kind yeah. of thing of, you know, where luck is kind of around you sometimes out here. It really is. And people will say like, oh, it's about who, you know, and mm -hmm. I think there is some truth to that, but it's like, be open. I think mm -hmm. like, you're a nice person, be open and prepared, be a nice person to everyone. You never know one, what anyone is going through, but two, who anyone is not that you're yeah. like trying to be a climber or anything, right. but like we're literally on this planet together. Like how can we all help each other at any given moment? Mm -hmm. And it turns out you're in LA and you like just have finished writing an animation script and this person comes along and here they are, but they want to help you because you're yeah. nice and you're genuine. You're yeah. not like, asking for things or there's, like there's definitely a difference between like just being a nice person and sometimes good things happen versus like I'm gonna be nice to everybody and like I'm gonna find I'm gonna find this is gonna work for me like it's yeah. when it becomes a strategy it's not really about niceness anymore yeah yeah and also like um I worked at Wexler's Deli for four years and I always say too like never take those jobs for granted one because they pay your bills yep and two like I'm a big, like one of my big things is like service and just really making everyone feel welcome. And so this one guy would come in all the time and he'd bring his dog and like, he'd get the same thing every time. And, you know, we're chatting this and that turns out he was the head of comedy development at Netflix. And so <laughs> it was like, we did a stage show and it, I was like, Hey, do you want to come? And he's like, yeah. And then he came, loved it, had me send the script. So it's just like, you honestly never know, but like yeah. genuinely be nice mm -hmm. and be prepared. Like yeah. Luck. you can just meet someone and then they'll be like, oh, what do you have? It's like, have your scripts ready. Know if you mm -hmm. want to do a feature, know if you want to do half hour, know if you want to do animation. If you're not sure, have one of everything. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know? I, I didn't make this up. I don't remember where I've heard it, but I heard that luck is when preparation meets opportunity. Like, I love that. Isn't that good? Yeah, I, I made it up. I'll take it. If you love it, then I, I definitely came up with it. <laughs> Arnold original. <laughs> Absolutely. You're hearing it here for the first time. Um, we have about 10 minutes left. Um, okay. I want to get into some other areas because yeah, something sure. that people might not know about you, oh, I no. think is very, <laughs> <laughs> I think is very interesting and you don't have to talk about it if you don't want to. No, that's fine. You have a background outside, like you, you're, you have a, you know, like a lot of, like me and a lot of people who have been on this podcast so far, you have a comedy background, writer, actor, all that stuff, mm -hmm. but you're also a dancer and a former NFL cheerleader, <laughs> yeah. which that's not normally the path I think that a lot of us no. take. Um, how, how did that, how did you become an NFL cheerleader? I how was actually, it? It was great. I, I, well, I say it was great. We're not going to say who I worked for or anything because great, I'm probably going to let some, you know, got loose lips, <laughs> you know, like some negativity is going to come out. But I, I started dancing, like I, I'm from Texas. So we started cheerleading in like first grade mm -hmm. and it was like, that's what you did. And then I kind of let it go. I came out to California for a little bit, fell in love with the Raiders. It was like, my dream is to be a Raiderette. Hmm. So I want to do. So we moved to Kansas, which is like the, the Raiders rival, Kansas City sure. Chiefs. And I joined dance and then I just started dancing. I danced for high school. I joined a com dance company. Um, and then I was like, you know, I'm just going to go for it. Like, I'm just going to audition. And I auditioned and things worked out. 
and then things didn't work out because it wasn't a great experience. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I danced for the Kansas city comets, which is an indoor soccer team. And that was a blast. I did four years. I directed, um, but yeah, it's just kind of, it's one of those things. Like I, I love dance from the beginning. I still like, and maybe Gilbert talked about this in his, like we used to go to hip hop dance classes together. He did not talk about that. I wish I, I wish I would have known that. Yeah. It's like a fun little thing to just like, you can take $15 classes and learn like a really difficult dance and feel really dumb when everyone else is like (laughs) nailing it. And you're just like arms flapping and like trying to keep up. But yeah, it was, I don't know. It was like kind of my dream came true, but as you get older, you realize like, oh, I can't keep up with these girls. And like, I have to dye my hair. And like, I mean, we had to log what food we were eating and like, yeah, it was. That's problematic. Yeah. It was pretty problematic. There were a lot of things that were problematic. And on top of that, um, at the time, this was in like 2000, a cheerleader, NFL cheerleaders, and like most cheerleaders across the board professionally were making like between 20 and $40 a game. And so you would rehearse as well, like two to three times a week, um, have to be on game day, like all day long, basically. And you're making 400 to 800 a season. That's so, crazy. Yeah. And if you think about football, you think about the NFL, I would say cheerleading the cheerleaders are one of the first five things you think about. You think like Super Bowl, beer, like mm-hmm. fantasy football. Head injuries. Head concussions. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, I stopped watching the NFL for like several years. And luckily the people that I was dating throughout weren't really into sports, but now my husband is like a diehard Steelers fan. And so we're, mm. we've been watching football every Sunday again. And I'm like, oh man, if you have this like stance on like head injuries, yeah. and how the NFL doesn't deal and they still want their players to play, but like, oh, I love watching Raiders football. <laughs> it's, it's one of those, it's, I feel like I, I mean, I, I do watch football. I feel a little guilty when I do sometimes. Yeah. I feel like it's almost like gladiator times of like, you know, just like, let's watch these people destroy themselves yeah. for us. It's so sad. And then that mental health comes into that too, because they're like mm-hmm. suffering. Like, uh, how, how did you go from, from cheerleading and dance to like comedy? Was that like a... I, I actually went from cheerleading and dance to um, nursing. Okay. Because I I wanted to write from a very young age and it was kind of like, you know, you do something practical. Writing's not a job, like, Mm -hmm. you know, it's for fun. And I did it and like, I wrote for the town newspaper when I was in high school. I did that too. Yeah, isn't it great? (laughs) It's like, if you need a sports journalist for like a small town, like I'm your girl. I did movie reviews as a high school. (laughs) In our school newspaper, I did music reviews. I did those too in my in my <laughs> high school newspaper. <laughs> and it was like, I remember one, like the second cake album or something was out. And I was like, this album proves that good cake does not go stale. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still so embarrassed by those words. <laughs> they have stuck with you all this time. <laughs> I'm like, I know no one remembers that, but I still like, I'm, I cringe every it's time. It's immortalized I'm, now. Everybody yeah. knows. <laughs> Just like, oh man, good cake. To I have it. literally 500 million listeners and they all oh. know now. <laughs> now they know. Yeah. Well, that'll be my, uh, my Emmy. I'll write it into a script one day. 
Great. Um, but yeah, I went into nursing and um, I worked at a nursing home for two years and um, I worked in the dementia like wing. And so Alzheimer's unit, um, I did that for a while. And then I was like, you know what? No, I was really sad. I got really sad. I was like, mm-hmm. I think my daughter was like two at the time. I was like, I can't raise someone and have her see like complacency as happiness. Like Mm -hmm. I want to lead by example and have her go for her dreams and like really know that like, if, if you want to be happy, you're allowed to pursue whatever you want. And Mm -hmm. I think that that's changed now. I think the younger generation uh, goes out after what they want, but I think like, I mean, in the fifties, it was different. Most women stayed home and in the eighties, they started to have career women. And my mom was like working at a temp agency and didn't really like have, wasn't really brought up to think about like what she wanted to do mm-hmm. because her parents' generation were still in that mindset of like, stay at home, you know? But um, yeah, so I think I wanted her to, to be able to see like, you can do anything. And so I went to Chicago uh, to study at the Annoyance Theater. IO in the second city and I fell in love like immediately. Mm-hmm. And, that's awesome. That's really sweet yeah. that that's that <clears throat> like you're kind of doing it to show your daughter. Yeah, you can follow your dreams. You can do anything you want. That's really sweet yeah. and really beautiful. Thanks. That's cool. Yeah. We have about two, th- two and a half, three minutes left. So okay. I want, I, what I really want to do is get a lot deeper, get to know you even on a deeper level than we know each other now, like in our remaining time. But before I do that, I do have one more ad I have to read. Okay, perfect. Okay. 39 Minute Conversations is also sponsored by Athletic Greens, a very popular product that I've heard advertised on other podcasts. So why not throw a little money my way too? I drink Athletic Greens. I love it. And other podcasts will tell you that Athletic Greens is good for keeping you fueled for your workouts, giving you pep in your step for long days and intense gym sessions. And I'm sure that's probably true, but I like it because it has all the nutrients I need. So when there's a day I get sad and eat nothing but grocery store, deli, sheet cake in bed, I know I've still gotten all my vitamins and minerals. So I rest easy because Athletic Greens has me covered. Athletic Greens, please just make at least one good choice today. Nikki? Yes. What is for you the -hmm. definition of a life well-lived? Oh my gosh. When I was in high school and I still, I thought about this the other day and I still truly believe it. Like if I could inspire one little girl, I'm going to end up crying. (laughs) Like to do, if I can inspire one girl to like chase her dreams, Mm -hmm. be an example for one little girl out there in any way, being it like a Hispanic woman or a woman in general, or like a writer or anything. Like if I could have one person say like, oh, I reached out to a therapist because of you, mm. or I reached out to uh, join comedy classes because of you, or I wrote this pilot because, you know, I believe that I have a voice in TV, like that's a life well lived. I think the inspiring others and making them feel that anything is possible in their life, mm-hmm. I think for me is like, oh yeah, if I could help anyone in that way. Really you nice. can die and people are going to say like, oh, they wrote this great script. No, they're mm-hmm. going to think about how you made them feel, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah. what are they going to say at your funeral? You know, uh, where is everybody? <laughs> oh, stop. <laughs> like they're also doing podcasts with their friends in their house. 
Um, what gives you the most anxiety and what brings you the most joy? Oh my God, being awake gives me anxiety. <laughs> Just being bipolar is like a daily struggle. It's like, mm-hmm. If I'm running manic, I, I'm anxious about anything like the dog barking or like just everything is like an irritant. And joy? Um, joy is probably my daughter. Hmm. Um, I love like just your meeting has ended. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to 39 Minute Conversations hosted and produced by Brian T. Arnold. Music by Kevin McLeod, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 4.0 license. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and tune in for new episodes and don't forget to rate and review. If you didn't like what you heard, please don't do any of that. That's okay too. Thank you and we'll see you next time. Stay safe and be well.